And hello, hello. Welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It's Zach and Alex here as always. My best friend, Alexander Hamilton. Um, <laughs> hello, Alex. How are you doing? You're on spring break. Yes, hello. I'm on spring break. I'm lucky, loving lucky. loving life today with my best friend, Zach. I know. Favorite he, time, favorite day of the week recording the Gay Racing Podcast. We called... Um, while I was putting away my groceries, I've had a busy day. You've had a busy day. Um, the busy day's not over. We got business to settle here. Um, we sure do. And I've had a successful business venture in terms of I correctly picked Ross Chastain to win the Circuit of Americas race at, um, no, the NASCAR race at Circuit of the Americas. Um, the the Echopart Automotive Grand Prix champion, Ross Chastain, in amazing fashion. We'll talk about that later but i just wanted to i'm proud of that that was just wanted to gloat really quick yeah i had to sorry like and you know what alex it was a hard-fought race um it was i it wasn't we weren't sure if i was going to get those three points but we i did um but yeah we'll talk about that later uh yeah um we had formula one um at saudi arabia and what was a wild weekend for them on and off the track that's an understatement yeah (laughs) um and honestly let's just get into it right yeah let's let's talk about saudi arabia if you recall last time they were there f1 was there we highlighted some reasons why f1 shouldn't be racing there you know the whole re-race of one campaign you know supposed to show support for lgbt people you know supposedly so again i'm not going to go into all the details about it you've heard us talk about it before but all in all Saudi Arabia does not recognize LGBT people. And if you're LGBT, you can get punishments from death to whippings to prison for life or deported from the country, among other things. They shouldn't be racing there. And then they had airstrikes nearby the racetrack. Yeah. During practice. Like, and it it was just, it's not a safe environment. Not only for LGBT people, but for anyone. Everyone was kind of in danger. Like, yeah, it's it's a little sketchy. There were conversations. Um, if um they should have they should stay there and complete the weekend. Right. Um, it was a it was a hot topic. I kind of understand why they decided to stay there, and apparently it was a unanimous agreement, which I don't. So. I agree that I think it was probably the right choice to stay. I feel like it, I don't know. I feel like it, it would have not been pretty if they just right. didn't race. We don't have to get into that. It didn't happen. So thankfully we don't have to theorize what happened exactly. with that. Yeah. I think they made the right choice. It's unfortunate, but I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, the race went on. It was lots of bad vibes all in all at Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and that went beyond what happened off the track. You also had on the track during yeah, qualifying. it started like qualifying was wild. Um, in mm-hmm. general, highlighted by Mick Schumacher having a horrible accident. Um, to um, he's fine, no apparent injuries. He just it was safe to not only just have him not race Sunday and then also Haas. They need to save parts. They're taking that car to Australia, so. Yeah, it sounded like that exact car was supposed to run Australia. Yeah, so they didn't want to rebuild it and then like wreck again. Wreck so. it again. Yeah, right. And then and that wouldn't be that. good for Mick either. So yeah, they just took. Honestly, yeah, now that, that was a hard crash. Um, yeah. So yeah, 
Um, I, I'm really glad Mick's okay. I wasn't, I wasn't watching qualifying, but you texted me and you sounded really concerned. Oh no. It, and I, I watched the replay of it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is pretty bad. Well, we didn't know anything for a good few minutes and Sky Sports, I mean, they did what was right to do. They didn't really show, they didn't show the the scene of the crash they didn't like give us any details until they knew like he was okay mm-hmm. um then crofty came across like so we're hearing that he is communicating with the marshals conscious we're like okay because i thought the worst i didn't think the worst right. but like i was like that was a possibility it was on your mind yes yeah it, i get the vibe sometimes from those types of wrecks where i'm like and then the announcers like rick allen has done it sometimes and it really like it yeah. kills me every time he does it where he'll just like it's really it's quiet and serious it's somber. yeah and it's like it's the right thing to do but holy fuck yeah i yeah i'm glad he's okay it sounds like there's nothing wrong i wouldn't be surprised if it like just knocked the wind out of him for a little bit um that's seems to be what happened they didn't say any injuries happened so which is great and then other qualifying situation yeah, qualifying was just wild like so hamilton lewis hamilton <laughs> qualified 16th this was the no first gimmicks time since no Brazil jokes 2017 yeah but on pace first time since 2009 british grand prix mm-hmm. crazy mm. i when i saw that i was like are you sure that happened like did they get disqualified or something no right. oh, this is on pace 16th yeah, that I a lot of people were kind of it was kind of annoying me like, oh, there must be something off the car, like blah, blah blah. And there probably was, but it was just anytime Lewis does anything, mm-hmm. yeah, he can't do anything, obviously. This just not a good luck, of course. But um, he had a decent run in the race. He didn't get the finish, he probably deserved because of bad luck and strategy. Got up but... to he finished. 10th right yeah um, i almost said fifth but i think he was running fifth at one point he almost caught the safety car at a good time um yeah unfortunately but dismissed it so yeah but you know i think this really puts to rest the whole theory that mercedes is sandbagging or whatever like this is legit if uh lewis hamilton's struggling that like that i mean i'm pretty sure pretty sure lewis wouldn't be sandbagging right so yeah but I still think they are, they can be the third best team right now, I think. Um, and I would again, say they are. They are so. a championship caliber team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll get, they'll get them their stuff together, maybe. Um, but yeah, um, so, and then just, let's talk about the race. The race was actually really good. Yeah. I haven't been invested into a race like that in a while. I've had trouble paying attention. And also just my mental health has been kind of troubling um, on Sundays yeah. lately, but no, I really enjoyed the race. Um, I was just having I was having a good weekend. That's probably why I really enjoyed the race and got into it. But so um, the strategy was decent. Perez had the pole. That he was his first pole in F one. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, he first led stint. the first stint. Um, then a safety car, an ill timed safety car, came out when he already pitted. So then Verstappen and um, Leclerc got to have shorter pit stops. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate for Perez because then he couldn't really gain those positions back. And it was like this was probably this was probably Perez's race too, if that didn't happen. It, I would have I would have loved to see what would have happened too, but you know, safety cars. Um Nicholas right. TV. Um but <laughs> um 
I don't even know what to talk about. Let's talk about um let's actually talk about Alpine, right? Because that happened early in the race, right? Yeah, you I, and I were yelling to each other about Alpine during this race. Well, that, everyone oh. was yelling about them. They were the show. Right. And Alonzo and Ocon were putting on a damn show in those pink cars. And number one, I love the pink cars. Number two, I that was evidence that this new F1 car is good. It's because you know, and one of the commentators made a good point. Um, I think it, I guess it was Jensen Button being able to like get past and then like be able to pass back, like come back at them. Mm-hmm. That like they were able to really race, and that was really impressive. Um, DRS obviously helped too, but they were they were wild. Esteban Ocon might have been. I said it to Alex before. Esteban Ocon was driver of the day to me. He might not have been the best driver of the day. He did right. some questionable things. He got really close to Alonso at one point. Um, he ran off he the was track at one point, but he was outside. The outside of Max and Charles at the end of the race, Ocon was the driver to watch. He was making the biggest moves. Like he was pretty crazy out there for sure. I'm gonna. I really like that they have the pink cars back. I think it was just for the first two races of the season that it's yeah. And then it's gonna be like a bisexual looking car, which I'm excited about. Love that. (laughs) Like yeah, you know, like uh, (laughs) it just looks cool. But um, I wish they would like almost. I wish they could kind of do it like NASCAR and IndyCar, but everyone's really strict about livery changes. Yeah, like they have to have them like approved, and they can't just keep changing them. So, but anyways, um. Yeah, and Esteban Ocon, again, like, he did some things that I found were questionable during the race. Like, I can't, like, this, his one defense on Alonzo, I think, was just, like, really tight. But right, you don't want to wreck your teammate when you're both fighting for, like, fifth place. And then Botas got involved, and, that, like, that battle was just good. Botas is having a great season. Shout so out far. to Botas. Like, it, he was one of those cars who had to retire toward the end of the race there, which was very unfortunate. But how about Valtteri? Like his Q3 streak is still alive. Um, this man is just having a great time. He's out qualified George and Lewis at least once this year already in two races. That's so funny. That's crazy. And an alpha. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Who would have thought that? I know. It's a new car. And you know, the Haas with uh, Kevin Magnuson. They oh, yeah. Got a, He's they got points great. again. Yep. He's man. solid. He is so solid. Like, he ran one IndyCar race and ran IMSA for a year, and all of a sudden, he's just really good. And, like, yeah, <laughs> and, like, it's hard to tell how much, like, Haas actually got better, too. It's just, like... Well, and for real, though, I think Haas actually did get better. Yeah, because the cars are important, but, like... They have the Ferrari engines, and Ferrari is, like, on top of it right now. Yeah, Mercedes has been struggling. Um, yeah. Red Bull and I, I read that Valtteri had the option between Alpha and Williams, and he chose Alpha. And I'm, I'm sure he's happy he made that choice. He wanted because... to get away from Mercedes. He said, fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah. I, if he would have been in the Williams, he'd be struggling because that's a Mercedes power unit. Yeah. Yikes. Um, and then we had toward the end of the race. Well, first of all, Charles and Max were out front after yeah, Perez that battle. That, yeah. Yeah. Let, let's let's talk about that. And this um another theme of the race was um DR and so Max prevails, but we saw during their battle, it got a little stupid. I will I will admit it got a little stupid in my opinion. Just like so, just to kind of recap. So there's a DRS zone before the final kind of hairpin-ish turn, and that leads to, of course, another DRS zone on the front straightaway. 
the yeah. detection point or where it decides um, if you are the car behind gets the DRS that's decided at the detection point that's right before the final turn so to get DRS people were kind of playing chicken and trying to like be behind yeah. to get the slingshot down the front straightaway it was it made the battle really stupid because you won't you don't want to make the pass before that hairpin turn but you're and encouraged I, to because of that DRS zone before the final turn right and I, I asked you this I don't think this was a thing with the old car with DRS right because it, it happened well really it's kind of a it happened a little bit last year with max and lewis okay the, i think we're just seeing it more because they're the cars are closer now right just right. buy the package the package the mm -hmm. new car the, mm -hmm. <laughs> and nascar um so they're going to be using drs more because they're just closer and they're going to be passing more because they're closer so right. we're just going to see it more but max did that to lewis when he like served a penalty basically i think Okay. Um, or he gave a spot back. I think it happened last year. I can, I'm not, that sounds familiar. But because I, I just don't remember DRS being like it's always been a huge player. As I've only been watching full time the last two, two, three seasons. I don't remember it being like this impactful yeah. because it was just like they were just trading the lead every lap, it seemed like, or getting really close to trading the lead every lap. Yeah. Which and you and I were discussing during the race, it's like DRS is kind of too powerful, it almost seems like. And they're able to manipulate it like this, where they're actually holding back and just waiting. And I don't know. I, I feel like DRS has a place in F1. Definitely. I feel like it, I feel like it or, can't be this powerful. DRS at least know. had a place. Mm -hmm. And I think what this car has is designed to do it's designed to make DRS not necessary, mm. in my opinion, because DRS is to make up for dirty air. Well, there the dirty air problem is still there, of course, but it doesn't yeah. seem like that big of an issue compared to how it was. And so, the it, like, I don't know. Do you, like the games we saw that? I just think that's unacceptable for motor right. racing. That I, was a little dumb. I saw a few people saying this on Twitter. I feel like push to pass IndyCar's push to pass is a lot better of a version of it because yeah. like the driver gets to choose when they get to do it while DRS is like a specific section that they have to use it in yeah I feel like that would be a little better that way it's I don't know maybe not yeah I, I don't know how they do it because it's like they already have electronic boosting or electric boosting going on with the turbo hybrid engines I think right. They could have DRS where you can activate it whenever, but you can only activate it for a certain amount of time, maybe. That'd be like push the pass. So yeah, put yeah. So yeah, it would like be push the pass, but it wouldn't be the same like way to go faster. It'd be like with the right, rear right. wing instead. So I think that is worth experimenting with. Um and you know, this is it's only race two of the season. So like yeah. maybe this is just a Saudi Arabia thing. I don't know. Yeah, like we didn't really see, I don't know. Like, if this is, like, a reoccurring thing throughout the season, then I'd be like, okay, we need to re It also did happen at Bahrain with Charles yeah. and Max, too. I just remembered. So... I feel like this was a bit more... Yeah. That was, crazy. like, that was more stupid because it's, like... Yeah. I don't and know. And, like, don't get me wrong. This was very entertaining to watch, but it was just kind of like, okay, they're not really, like... I mean, they're racing, but it feels more like 
they're trying to time themselves for us when they get to the DRS line yeah. rather than they're trying to be first place. Yeah, exactly. It's you like know. never in, I mean, it's like, I don't want to say like never in racing should you try to not be first at that moment, but like, you know, well, I mean, we see that in drafting races. We've seen yeah, exactly. it. Indy but like, that's before. different. That's different though. It's like when you, you breaking should not be a part of your strategy. You know, I mean, like breaking hard so that you're in second place at a moment should not be a part of the the race winning strategy. But you know, yeah. that that is what it is. Um, they'll, I I think I I have faith that they'll kind of look at the track and the DRS detection point. I how you fix it? I mean, I think they should wait at least this season just see how it runs at every track. Yeah, they could also like try to make the. It's a good conversation point. to have though. They should try to make say? the detection point a little bit earlier, or maybe like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not an F1 engineer. I'm just a gay guy making a podcast with his best friend. Like, I don't. Oh, me too. Like, yeah. Like, weird how that works. Like, I have no idea. Um, But besides all that, I loved this battle between Max and Charles. I had a lot of fun watching it. Mm -hmm. Do you think this is going to be a season long thing or is it too early to count out Mercedes? Um, Because I love seeing Ferrari in it. I've I've liked Charles since I started watching F1 for gay reasons and as a racing fan reasons. Yeah. And I don't know. It's cool to see different. It's, it's cool to see Ferrari up front. Yeah. I Ferrari's iconic. I mean, it's yeah, like the Hendrick Motorsports. I, I haven't really gotten to see that as an F1 fan. Right. I haven't watched that long. So this mm-hmm. is really cool for me. Yeah. Charles is awesome. I'm proud of him. Um, I was He's really and- proving people right. People I, I used to be a fan of him. I kind of lost him a little bit in 2020 when Ferrari struggled and then like the stuff going off the track with um we races one and the stupid salutes and stuff um yeah like yeah. like the stupid as in the drivers that just wouldn't take a knee because like oh i don't want to be like dude anyways charles was one of those dudes and i was like eh, i don't know if i like him anymore but anyways um yeah i really like him now because i think anyone that is fighting max verstappen <laughs> I grow very fond of them. I don't like Max Verstappen you do as not a like race car driver. I will say that until I die. I don't like Max Verstappen. I do not want to su- him to succeed. Sorry. That's so funny. I, I just don't. I don't like him. I, I really don't. I'm really, and I was salty that he won. But it's okay. Sorry, my Mickey Mouse voice came out. Um, but Your Mickey Mouse voice. <laughs> I don't. I don't like Max Verstappen. Um, yeah. I. I, I just. It's, but it's that makes. Honestly, this makes it more fun. That's why the championship battle last year was fun for me until lap like 53 of Abu Dhabi. Um, right. Whatever it was. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I just, I love hating Max Verstappen. Um, yeah. And I can't wait for all the races that he will lose Charles Leclerc. So, right. And hopefully, Lewis Hamilton. They, that, the fuck, the, the graphic that they put on Twitter when the driver wins the race, they are fire. I like them. Yeah. I got Charles's one from Bahrain as my wallpaper right now. It's and another thing I wanted to mention is that Lewis made his 180th start for Mercedes, which is now the highest ever for a single team in Formula One. He beat Michael Schumacher's record of 179 with Ferrari, which is crazy to me. But I mean, there's more races in a season now yeah. and everything. His win rate with Mercedes crazy. must be like almost 50%, I think. It's got to be up there. Because I don't remember how many races. I think he won 12 races with McLaren. No, I have no idea, actually. I think it was yeah. more than that. Y'all can look that up and fact check us. But Avery. That's, yeah, Avery Jackson, one of y'all. One of y'all. 
I know, right? <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, I feel bad for uh, Alonzo and Botas, as we mentioned. They both had pretty good runs. They both had to retire at the end of the race. Mm. And uh, Ricardo also. McLaren was having a decent run in Ricardo's car. Not decent, as in like they were in high teens rather than like 18th this week. There was improvement over last week. Little improvement, yes. Uh, and Ricardo was also one of the cars who had to retire. And it brought out that late yellow in the race. Um, anything else on F1? I don't think so. I enjoyed the show. I'm excited for yeah. Australia. Um, they shouldn't go back to Saudi Arabia. Oh, they probably yeah, will. They I, probably I will yeah. because of money. Money talks. But uh, The track's not the safest either, just from like... Yeah, that, I, don't, I don't like how there's just walls right by the track. That's dangerous. And it's so fast. Too. it's just like not very safe like monaco is slower but there's walls everywhere but this yeah. track are going fast through there yeah. that's why the mick incident was so scary yeah i yeah no saudi Arabia. this doesn't need to happen it still will happen what what can we do you know besides right. complain about it and no one hears us but yep it, oh well um at least thankfully everyone's safe nothing bad sure. happened Definitely. Yeah. that's um, what's most important after this weekend i would say Mm-hmm, definitely so um actually we're not done talking about f1 because um we just we just we just took a break and brewed some hot tea hot tea um we're gonna start off with this apparently tonight around 10 30 eastern time um on this wednesday the las vegas f1 race is supposed to be confirmed for um 2023 and will be on thanksgiving weekend yeah, the report is Thanksgiving weekend is when this race will be held. It's going to be a night race in Las Vegas. Um, this is what Adam Stern's been tweeting a lot of. A lot of the F1 media has been reporting on this as well. Going to be announced tonight. Um, by the time you listen to this, it'll probably be confirmed. So I just want to say with Las Vegas, this will be the third U.S. race. We'll have Vegas, Austin, and Miami pretty crazy and it was just austin for quite a few years um i don't know another street course and i imagine they're gonna reveal the layout the track layout i don't think that's been shown at all in the reports at all at least what i've seen um i don't know they're having a press conference or something tonight so yeah I'm sure we'll find out more i don't know i mean well america is a very large country in terms of just like mm-hmm. i mean i'm speaking as an american though like obviously obviously i think we're very big and culturally diverse like las yeah. vegas austin and miami are three kind of different areas i don't know miami and las vegas well, kind of and you know vibes. they they have a track on the west coast basically they have one in the central and yeah they have one on the east coast which but I think geographically it makes sense at yeah. least um i would have liked it if they went back to indianapolis but i don't know yeah. I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Anytime soon, right. If they were to add a fourth, it better be Indianapolis, though. No, nah, they'll be like, New York City! <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, Formula E already races there, so I mean, yeah, so probably. <laughs> I, girl, or like, fuck, I, yeah, there's just, I don't know, I would love Indianapolis, but whatever. Um, yeah. We yeah. have enough racing there, at least, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, so that's interesting. That's cool. Um, hopefully the track doesn't suck. Hopefully Miami doesn't suck. Well, I have no idea yeah. what Miami's going to be. It's giving me Saudi building, Arabia vibes. Did, did you see they're building a man-made lake for Miami? They're going to put like yachts in it. 
like yeah and they're gonna build the yachts there because obviously the yachts aren't gonna be able to leave so it's like it's like what's the point what are, what are we doing <laughs> what are we doing what are like, I, I don't know rich people stuff know, man it's like you know i want to go to an f1 race one day but do i really i don't, we don't have, have kind of, i don't have that kind of money i don't, I don't have that kind of money Mm-mm. i'm honestly okay never going to an, like maybe once i'll go to an f1 race like once in my life yeah like yeah, I like it's too much yeah. money. Like, that's you know, one I, thing I, about F one is that it is just hard. It's not accessible for fans to like go in person. I feel like, which like I think is almost part of the like I think it's fine in that because it is a worldwide motorsport. So it's like if you yeah. do get the chance to go, it's it's incredible, mm-hmm. right? I imagine. But yeah, whatever. Um, so um, some more tea. So there is a post race penalty um from a race this weekend. Um, yes. At um, a local, um, a local highway race, um, Shroom Ridge, um, Mario, Mario was fined um, for failing post-race inspection. He is um, second place finish was encumbered. Yes. So he's gonna lose those twelve points he got. Um, but honestly, though, I feel like Mario Kart points were are worth more than NASCAR points, and the whole. Yeah, if you don't get any points in a Mario Kart race, you're not going to win that cup. You're not going to win that cup. However, let's talk about NASCAR. So Brad Keselowski um, is going to get possibly fined 100 points. And to be fair, that is kind of a big deal for where he is at in the playoffs. But I also feel like I just don't care about penalties anymore as much as I used to. And I think it's because of how focus has been taken away from points. Right. Well, apparently they're also going to penalize playoff points, which is, you know, fair. Yeah, so this penalty that Brad Keselowski, uh, RFK is appealing this, so it has not been handed out yet, but it's 100 points and 10 playoff points, which I feel the playoff points is the only thing that matters here. Right. Because this puts Brad back in 35th in points, which he's going to get back up to at least 30th. All he needs is a win. And he's in the playoffs. As long I think as he's, he's, he's he was gonna have to win anyways. I have the vibe because they yeah. just haven't been running that good this year so far. And you know, when they announced this penalty, I was on Twitter saying, you know, at Talladega and Daytona, Brad's gonna be insane. Right. <laughs> like if you thought he's wrecked a lot of cars so far this Girl. year and he has, just wait till Talladega and Daytona. if he ain't if he ain't locked in by Daytona, the final regular season race. It's going to be a demo derby from that six car. And he has not shown real speed outside of Daytona, which is the, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I've, I, before this penalty, I was concerned for them, honestly. Mm -hmm. So it's just, yeah, it's a little like when this was announced, I was like, okay, like the playoff points made me raise my eyebrows a bit. Like, oh, wow. They're going to penalize. It's like if he gets a, if he wins two races, he's going to still enter the playoff with zero points. Yeah. And Which I think that's good. That's better than 100 points. That Those don't mean anything. Yeah, I just feel like because of the focus has been taken. Like, if you got, a, like, a penalty like that back in the back in 2010, mm-hmm. that could really affect you making the chase, right? Uh, yeah. Unless you're one of, like, the top five guys that's going to have a cushion that big. Like, you know, it's just, I don't know. Um, we'll see. What it, I just wanted to mention that because I, I, we realized we didn't really care. And I was like, why not care? Because I used to really care about penalties in NASCAR. They used yeah. to be really hot topics. Like if penalties were a thing in Mario Kart, 
which is why we did that little joke. Like, you'd be screwed. You yeah, would not win a cup. I should have gave you a penalty for hitting me with all the damn red shells. <laughs> I, that was a fair and square race. Fair and square, my. You're square rear end. Um. <laughs> anyways, um, I just wanted to mention that. Speaking of NASCAR, yeah. we're not even NASCAR, Twitter. Um, yeah, we have some Twitter drama to talk about. Y'all been tweeting. Um, so Mark Urban posted a thread, um, and this isn't against Mark Urban. Um, he's cool, no. but um, like he said, hit me up with your favorite motorsports hot takes, girl, girl. When I, I, when I saw this got tweeted, I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like, <laughs> so number one, fun. like, I just have a few things to talk about. Most of them came from this um, this thread. One's like double points for the Indy 500 is dumb. Yeah, I, I, I can see what you mean. Like, no one race should be worth more. But, like, I also think double points for the Indy 500 is fine. If they're going to do it for any race, it should be Indy. Right. But do I think it's necessary? No. I'm kind of impartial to it. Um, if they didn't do it, Joseph, I think, would have been champion last year. Yeah. So. Also, um, I think someone said that about the Indy 500, too. Or, or sorry, it's up. I got sorry. I was reading something different. So yeah. the tweet started like Mark Urban said that Le Mans should be an exhibition race, and then I think someone else said that the Indy Five Hundred should be an exhibition race. I'm like, girl, or like non points. Um. Oh no. We went from double points to no points. points. Should definitely count points. <laughs> right. Double points to no points. Um. And the uh, exhibition thing that he said that was basically just so it'd be for more cars to enter. I believe. Yeah. Like, it would still count for, like, a championship. Yeah. It was just, like, easier to enter. Right. But yeah. Um, so, Monaco. A lot of people were not talking good about Monaco, my baby. Um, I love Monaco. I just think she, she's got a lot of character, but she's bullied. Um, part of the charm <laughs> is for the race to suck on Sunday. Honestly. Do I want the race to be better? Yes. The Coca-Cola the 600's charm is to suck. Is that what you're saying, too? Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, it's to balance out the Indy 500 being amazing. We can't have three races in one day and they're all good, except we almost had that last weekend. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Um, not Atlanta. If Atlanta was regular Atlanta, we would have. Yeah, exactly. Um, see, we're oh, we can't have what we want. Um, yep. There was another, um, and this wasn't, I think this came from the thread or not, but, um, a lot of people are talking about the length of NASCAR races, and we were actually talking about it last night on Twitter. Um, I think, the, obviously, I think most people can agree, most of the races on average are too long. Um, they shouldn't be really, like, I like how someone said that the entire pre-race and race window should be within three hours. I think I that kind was of agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. That makes sense to me. Um, yeah. Like outside of the Daytona 500, Southern 500, and the 600, I don't see any reason it should take longer than that. And you yeah. pointed out that Bristol and Martinsville should be exceptions. I would agree with that as well. I, I just think it's okay to have a few exceptions. Like yeah. Martinsville and Bristol are some of the best tracks in NASCAR, right? That's yeah. that's a fine exception. Like I think a race at Indianapolis can – I mean, obviously, if we go back to the Oval, it's just going to be a 400-mile race, but like – I yeah. think I I think that some of our 400 mile races could be shrunken down to 300 mile races yeah. or 500 kilometer races, and then like Nashville needs to be shorter because that's a really long race time wise. Um, and then right. 
like Phoenix could stand to be shorter, I think. Um, like mm-hmm. all of those races that aren't necessarily long, long, but they could definitely be shorter. Um, like I said, if Texas was still good and they still had an October race, I don't mind them having the final 500 mile race of the year. I don't. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think it's okay to have races like that sprinkled in. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think we have a decent amount of 500 mile races. We just have too many 400 mile races because 400 mile yeah. races, especially with a lot of cautions and guaranteed cautions with stages, they take so long. And, you know, that's a point we're going to talk about later too, I think, is that stages have made these races so much longer. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, especially like with Coda this weekend, just cautions at that road course, just, oh my God, they drag on. Yeah. And I don't know, like, these there's no reason that nascar should be a four to five hour commitment it should that is ridiculous it like getting into f1 these races being just under two hours long has like changed my whole perspective it makes it accessible too yeah like like how are you supposed to get into f1 like a few years ago full time and i'm like this is so easy to get into because it's like i don't have to spend my whole day watching and learning like i can just spend two hours of my day watching this have fun and then enjoy the rest of my day nascar that's your whole afternoon and how are you supposed to get someone into nascar if they have to sit there for four hours like it's it's not likely for them to enjoy it talk about this with coda as well but the last 10 laps took like what an hour right if someone's just scrolling through the channels, they say, oh, 10 laps to go. I'll watch the rest of the NASCAR. Why not? It takes an hour. They're not going to stick around the half. They're not. There's no yeah. way. Like that, no. Also, <laughs> caution, like restarts might be exciting, but cautions are not exciting. Like, right. I think you guys and, forget that. Caution laps are yeah. not exciting. No. <laughs> and we'll talk more about that later. Um, anything else from this uh, hot take thread? Um, no, that's all I wanted to talk about. I think again, and like people will talk about like getting their money's worth for long races. I mean, that's why I still want long races, like more than just the three crown jewels, you know, I, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about that. It was an interesting conversation on Twitter. Um, speaking of Twitter, um, and just stuff about sponsors and IndyCar and NASCAR, um, there's been kind of talk about how sponsors represent drivers in these motorsports. Yeah. Yeah, I talk about it. So this is something I don't know if you wanted me to leave. Sorry, I talked it. I talked about it like I was going to keep going. Yeah, you did. It's I was trying to throw the ball to you, but I just dropped it on the floor. Yeah, I I couldn't catch that. You didn't throw far enough. Sorry. (laughs) No, you're okay. Uh, So yeah, pay for my parking. Sorry. I'm sorry. You keep going. (laughs) This conversation on Twitter that I saw was really interesting. Had me a little fired up yesterday. I didn't say anything. I didn't want to get involved. But, you know, there was this conversation about sponsors in IndyCar and NASCAR, how you don't really see drivers be really branded alongside a certain sponsor anymore. Like you had used to have Jimmy Johnson and Lowe's, you used to have Tony Stewart and Home Depot, you know, et cetera. And you have Denny Hamlin and FedEx. That's really like the last one standing. And, you know, a point someone made was, hey, what just imagine a world where Carvana who promotes the hell out of Jimmy Johnson right now, which is awesome. Love that. So happy Carvana is an IndyCar. But think about it. He's teammates with Alex Polo. Just imagine for a second if Carvana would push 
Alex Pillow, the reigning champion, the way they do Jimmy Johnson. That's all I'm saying. That's all this person said. And that'd be more exposure to NASCAR people too. Cause like that's yeah. someone, that's a new face to NASCAR people. And they would say in the videos, like IndyCar champion, they'd be like, oh, interesting. Yeah. And like Pillow's main sponsor is NTT, the series sponsor. And I don't think I've ever seen an NTT commercial. Right. I don't even know what they actually are. To be me neither. <laughs> and and then also another example that was given was what if High V, who has gone a huge promotion into IndyCar and Jack Harvey this season, by the way, they are the ones High V is who's resurrecting Iowa Speedway this summer. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. We're and going. <laughs> we are going. I actually have a little tidbit to tell you after when we get to the NASCAR segment regarding huh. that. Science. um That's exciting. yeah keep on your toes um but what if hy-vee sponsored colton herda what if hy-vee sponsored pato award with this huge push they're doing i mean all love and respect to jack harvey but he didn't race texas for understandable reasons he had a concussion he's oh. not a top tier driver yeah hy-vee what if they sponsored a driver who was winning every week you know like i don't know and there was a lot of anger. It was like, why are you talking bad about IndyCar and this and that? And I was just kind of like, guys, like Indy, this is on IndyCar. Like, Trust we, need me. To mar- we need to market our drivers better. And I, it's- I get it. The sponsors, they're the ones who are providing the money and they get to choose who they sponsor. And I, I get it. The work needs to be done. And I think calling something out like this is the right thing to do. I don't see why. And there's a difference between being negative to stir shit up and then being Definitely. negative because you care about the sport. Definitely. Like, I'm negative and about NASCAR because I care about NASCAR. I've been negative about IndyCar social media many times. Yes. And I've even been subtweeted by someone before <laughs> in the industry yeah. for uh, being quote unquote negative about it. And it's just like, it's not because I'm negative. It's because I'm passionate and I want yes, the best for the series. Exactly. And if, if, you're, if you don't point out these flaws, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. And I get it. It's a very hard situation, especially with sponsors. But I feel like this would have been a slam dunk. Like if Carvana, these ads, Alex Polo is a funny guy. Yeah. He, he would have. Fried chicken. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like he's dude. so funny. Like I don't know. I want Zach convinced me to talk about this on here. So <laughs> yeah, and like honestly, and I said because if you guys like, if you want a motorsport where it's filled with people that well, I guess people do critique NASCAR because a lot of the people with kind of power in the media in NASCAR do not critique NASCAR, or at least they didn't used to. There's a lot of people that um that kiss the rear ends of the Steves and. Yeah, it's like the love fest for Atlanta was absurd. Yeah, like that was ridiculous. And then you just sometimes when NASCAR does something questionable, like the TV people hype it up. Oh yeah, exactly. It's just you don't really see that in IndyCar. But I mean, it's just like if there's something that's bothering you, you should point it out. It's important to have critique. No yeah. matter how good you think your racing product is or yeah. any product, like really, like there's always room for growth, especially 
like i don't the people take it personally when it's not even about you for sure like like when i critique indycar social media for example it's not about the indycar social media person like don't as a fan you should not take it personally no not like at all. nascar fans take stuff personally i feel they like they do <laughs> it's you can enjoy it like for for example i retweeted something with formula one and some guy replied to me saying how dare you watch f1 and not nascar because nascar and f1 are in a ratings war right now in the u.s which was really weird and that very is so funny. weird it was hilarious i laughed my ass off at that i'm gonna watch <laughs> the race i want to watch question mark it's like i'm gonna enjoy what i enjoy but like just because you like nascar more it doesn't mean i should like nascar exactly. more. exactly that's so that's odd I don't behavior know. it's anyway it's a very convoluted topic but yeah i wanted to bring it up yeah. it's uh be critical of your interests if you want them to grow and succeed Bro. right yeah speaking of nascar um let's, yeah, talk, let's about talk about coda, about coda. Let's talk about coda. so um i did not pay attention to most of this race until the end which um that's all I needed um, <laughs> as it goes. Um, especially we had a lot of cautions at Coda, which I mean, ugh, dude, um, this guy, and this kind of goes into like races being too long, blah, 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 whatever. Um, anyways, yeah. sorry, I, I had a burp. So let's talk about what do we even talk about first? Let's talk about, should we talk about the winner? Or should we talk about yellow flags? Let's talk about how we got to the winner first, because I did not like how they got here. <laughs> We had a very fun finish, in my opinion. We'll talk about it. Yeah. We had way too many cautions. Yeah. They, the rules at road courses, they need to change. Like, this is stupid. We have, there's not just two road courses on the schedule anymore. There's like, what, five or six? Yeah, six, I believe. And they need, stages got to go on road courses for one, because they draw this. They drew this race out way too long. And they ruined the strategy. They, they just, ruined the strategy. They ruined the flow of the race. It's just not. It's not it. It's, yeah. It's not it anymore. And and by the way, at our last topic, us saying this, we're trying to improve NASCAR because we love NASCAR. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, to our last topic. It's not that we're just complaining. It's because know? we did not enjoy parts of Coda. Yeah. And, like. Coda was a very fun race, in my opinion, but there was so much baggage on it that I can understand why someone at our friend Jackson Todd did not enjoy this race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jackson and I got a little argument. It was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we but get into we... arguments all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's normal, right? <laughs> yeah, probably in like five but, minutes. But uh, long, very long yellow flags. Like, why are these yellows so long? And then you had inconsistent calls with people cutting the racetrack. I think a lot of the calls were the cars that were like 30th or worse. They would only, NASCAR was only calling them for cutting, which I thought was a little suspicious because like yeah, Kyle yeah. Larson cut several times and no one said anything. Right. Ross Chastain as well. He clearly cut, not a word. <laughs> and I don't know. I thought it was very inconsistent and i don't like the whole start and or stop and go thing they got just add or just do time penalties i i don't know what they should do because like i get why they don't want to do time penalties but the drive drive through is extreme for one corner cut like especially like chase yeah. Briscoe got like pushed off at one point like i think 
what's just, the like why can't they just do a stop and go there's so much space like yeah, why is it I, not safe to do that i don't it's understand. all paved for the most part so yeah so just make them do a stop and go like but i don't like to stop and go either to be honest I'm fine with it. i'd rather just do like a time penalty like do half a second or something like i don't know no but no 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 <laughs> okay sorry but or like do if you, they could i don't know do you agree? Girl, i don't fucking know do you agree that they should have local yellows? Uh oh yeah. The, oh yeah, there's no reason they can't handle that. Like that's like, an easy thing to do. Just like okay, when there's yellow flags in this section of the track, you don't pass and you can yeah. maybe like make sure they slow down. Like I don't know. Right. But I don't know. These the yellow flags are out of hand at road courses. Road America and Coda are just too long of tracks to have full course yellows on all for anything right and you know i get it there were a lot of crashes where they had to send people out on the track which is why you have to have a full course yellow i just i don't know kind of silly and then back to stages for road courses they don't fill the stage breaks with commercials it their tv already does not do that that was what they're supposed to do with stages they don't do that just do stages without a yellow on road courses yeah, I feel like that would be perfectly fine. You would keep the strategy. Kind of. Kind of. Because then there won't be a yellow. They'll probably just pit after the stage lap. Yeah. Um, an idea I saw, which I think was also from Mark Urban. We just talked about him. Mm -hmm. I think I think it was him who suggested they do a timed race. At, on I like course. that idea. A timed that race way, for road that courses. That way the races yeah. won't get too long. And then the stage breaks or stages, if they don't do a break, you could just have a certain time and they give points at that time. I think that would work. I do. I think they should experiment with timed races for road courses because, I mean, timed racing yeah. is a road course thing anyways. Kind I of mean, NASCAR owns part of IMSA. So, I mean, I don't see why they could just experiment I think it's worth a it. shot. I think yeah. it's worth a shot. Um, because this race was just too long. Yeah. I got so bored at, at during stage two, mm -hmm. and I was enjoying it, but yeah. But anyway, we got all the bad out of the way. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on this um, topic? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's stuff I've probably said before. Just yeah, yeah. Coda can be or the actual racing was great, as we'll talk about. But like, mm -hmm. it's just the little NASCAR things that hamper yeah. the flow of a race that annoy me. But it's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the racing though, because and just the end, the racing was amazing. Ross Chastain, oh my god, that was amazing. He's an awesome race car driver. That was a moment. Like I he won me over a little bit just as like a fan. Like I uh -huh. I've kind of respected him. I've always respected him. It's just like it wasn't like a I feel like there was a lot of hype around him, and I was just like kind of sick of it. But no, right. that was amazing. The way right. he won that race against AJ Allmendinger, against Alex Bowman, because we know he can just steal races um, back into them, rather. Um, yeah. I. So, first of all, you, we mentioned this earlier at the top of the show. We, you picked Ross Chastain. I had a horse race. in this race. That was intense. What? That final lap with my pick on the line, because mm -hmm. I'm, a, I had one, I was five points behind Alex coming into this, and a win is three points. Yeah, that was a big deal for Huge Ross Chastain to win that for me. That was so exciting. And then 
the way he did it was awesome because and people were mad about it which i understand because it was a little dumb but at the same time aj started it ross finished it oh that's a bold take is it (laughs) i i think so people were kind of mad at ross i don't understand why they're so mad aj literally out of the way this was peak NASCAR in the best way possible. I agree. I tweeted something like that. Like, it's this is, Marcus Ambrose and Brad Keselowski. Yeah. It reminded me of 2012 Watkins Glen. Yep. Like, this was a bit dirtier, but... It wasn't Like, what, what would you... It wasn't that dirty. I agree with you. I it, just... Like, he shoved him out of the way, yeah. Like, almost kind of wrecked him. But, like, also, he shoved him out of the way and took his mm-hmm. way his chance to win. So mm-hmm. he got it back. Mm-hmm. Um... I thought for sure Alex Bowman was stealing this race. I was laughing and screaming. Like I he was I so was close too. He I was just like, took like a wider line. Oh Coda's God. about to lose their day. Oh no. <laughs> but uh man, that was such a fun race. Mm-hmm. And then you and I, two weeks in a row at a Texas race. Texas, the Texas. state of Texas. You oh and I God. called each other on FaceTime just screaming for another minute. I I have not enjoyed races like that in a long time or finishes of races like that in a long time. Like those were awesome Same. moments. I will never forget. Me too. Like that I, was amazing. This was easy, memorable. This is going to be a race, like a last lap. That's going to be like yeah. in best moments of the 2020s in NASCAR. Exactly. And again, you know? I do not think it was that dirty. Like it was fair. Like, I, right. I don't know what the what the issue there were, is. There were points in that last lap. I thought Almendinger was going to win. Then I thought Chastain. Then then I thought Bowman was going to steal it. Then oh my god, it's Almendinger again. Oh my god, Chastain. And Chastain. Let's talk about he had to defend that lead for like so many restarts. He did. Lost it to Reddick at one point. Got it back it. on another yeah. restart. Defended on those most of those restarts. Like Ross Chastain earned that win so hard he should not have won that race just because he was in the lead for way too long you know what i mean it's like right. there's no way he actually he was not gonna race. be denied and that's he wasn't just gonna be denied. impressive like i mean it, it was an impressive showing from him definitely and then another thing is i want to point out is that at one point the top three was the same top three we had at phoenix for a while which was briscoe chastain and reddick those three are genuinely dark horse playoff contenders right now. Yeah. They're so good. All three of them. Mm-hmm. Briscoe almost got win number two of the season. Right. And Reddick, I mean, his, his race Reddick's is going to win so many races when he gets on a hot streak, man. Dude. Right. And also, like, can we talk about Bowman, too, just for, like, another moment? Yeah. He's going to win so many. Like, he really does know how to be in position. And he does. people were hating on Alex Bowman last week. And y'all just hate gay people because he talks like a, he talks like one of us um yeah and he has really been able to put himself in position so many times yeah and he's he going to a championship he makes a championship four and there's a crazy race he's going to be there and win it exactly like it's inevitable he got like, he four just... wins last year dude four yeah. wins you don't just luck into four wins dude he's got Definitely. five wins in the last two years like dude He's amazing. Crazy. I'm going to say that mm-hmm. right now. He's amazing. Um, yes. But yeah, like, I'm just, yeah, I just, I'm very excited just to see what 
Briscoe and Reddick, and now Chastain, what they're going to keep doing the rest of the season. Chastain has like four or five straight top five finishes in a row. He's one of the best drivers this season. That's, I did not expect that. Also, where's Kyle Larson? Where was Chase? Chase Elliott was running up front at the end, but Kyle Larson at Coda, you picked Kyle Larson. I thought that'd be a good pick. It was. It was. It was until Sunday. Really? It was was, until the race started. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was flirting around 10th. He just, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was the first road course race with the next gen car, which I mean, honestly, people were worried about it. I think we're fine. (laughs) I think we're fine too. I didn't know that. that, Honestly, it did not look different at all, which is good. It, if anything, it's like make might have, it probably raced better because now they can make more contact. So for sure. Yeah. But this was the first win for Ross Chastain, for Trackhouse, and for Pitbull. Team owner Pitbull. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Team owner Pitbull. Um, so also, crazy. the first dry race for Coda. What's our? What's your thoughts on Coda as a NASCAR track? Oh, I'm glad they, uh, I know, I think they signed a two-year deal when they did it, but I'm really glad they didn't give up after the stupid race last year. Yeah. Um, this is a really good track. I hope they stay there for a long time. It sounds it's, like they're going to come back next year. It's a great track. Yeah. I mean, the stadium section was so good. The S's are fun on restarts. I mean, the turn one, I know it's made for drama. It's made for entertainment. Turn one delivered. It's it's a great mm-hmm. racetrack. You can't deny it. Definitely. And then I did want to, I had this little stat that I saw from John Haverlin on Twitter. Um, just a few years ago, Chastain drove for JD Motorsports and Xfinity and Premium Motorsports and Cup, which is like a backmarker team that doesn't exist anymore. Alex Bowman drove for BK Racing and Tommy Baldwin. And AJ Allmendinger drove for Red Bull in their first few years, often DNQing. The top three finishers in our race were those three drivers who were all for backmarker teams for years. Wow. That is so cool. That is cool. It's 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 really it makes me happy to see like Chastain and Bowman especially have had to really kind of work hard for these rides. Like Chastain has so many starts and like um, lower tier rides, right? right? Like mm-hmm. I'm glad he's finally got that first one because he is, and, he is, one, he's going to be a NASCAR name to remember. Chastain has been through a lot because he had to, he got that couple of races and they ended up winning an Xfinity race. I remember Kevin Harvick said at one point that he doesn't, he won't get a shot in cup or something. He said something, some quote about Chastain. Right. And Chastain ended up getting a shot with Ganassi and ended up winning a few races. And then he was going to run full-time Xfinity, but then the sponsor had a whole issue. We'll call it that. Yeah. And that car had to go away. So he lost his chance. So he had to go back in trucks. And then he got his chance to replace Kyle Larson at Ganassi and now he's in cup and now he's at track house it's working out it's working like, out track house is having a great year with him mm-hmm. and shout out to Daniel Suarez because it looked early on he might have had the car to beat too yeah I mean front row start led yeah. early laps I mean yeah that's awesome yeah track house I think Daniel could get a win this year even I agree yeah right so, um, but yeah, um, Coda in general, solid race. By the way, this was our third first time winner of the season, mm-hmm. and we're on race six. <laughs> there's only uh, 
been six winners and three of them have been first time winners. Yeah. So Kyle Larson, Bowman, and um, who else? Who won Atlanta? Oh, Byron. So it's the yeah. Hendrick cars and then first time winners, basically. Yep. Interesting. Yep. <laughs> Very interesting. <laughs> then one more thing about Coda, the Fox booth, you know, our little Fox Sports segment. Oh, yeah. Um, who was there? Tony. Tony, Stewart. Tony again. <gasps> Tony. Tony Stewart is so good in the booth. I love him in the booth. He's my favorite. He was so funny. Like his, like half his team like spun out on one lap. Yeah. And he made it, he made a comment like, yeah, we're just trying to see if we can spin out all of our cars on this lap. Like, I like how he doesn't like pretend like he's so not funny. an owner. Like Jeff Gordon pretends like he doesn't own Hendrick Motorsports or like a part of Hendrick Motorsports. Tony right. fully just admits it. And it, obviously he can't really hide it because Stuart oh, yeah. Ross racing, but like, yeah. He and he does. He's really funny about it, and I think he does it yeah. in a way that's kind of not biased. Kind of, he still has mm-hmm. a little bit of bias, but like, who, who right. you're going to? Um, no, he was great, and he called out NASCAR at one point when they waited to throw the caution for no reason. That was good. Exactly. That was a very like Wally Dollenbeck thing. Yeah, no one's really done that since Wally Dollenbeck or Kyle Petty in the booth. Mm-hmm. I like that. Uh, they announced Chad Knauss is going to be in the booth for Richmond and Martinsville, which oh, yeah. more bias. <laughs> but Chad Knauss is actually pretty good in the Xfinity. Chad booth. Knauss is amazing. I'm really happy that he like he's another one of those people that I probably didn't mention. But like, oh yeah, no, he makes sense in the booth. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. Um, anything else on Coda? Um, I don't. I don't think so. So I have one more thing. And oh yeah, your tidbit in the F1 race. Cars number one and 16 race for the win. In Girl! The race, number, cars number one and 16 Girl! for the cup win. And Zach. Girl! <laughs> on the day of the race was 116 days until we get to see each other in person again. Aww. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> I know. I have a little countdown on my phone. <laughs> that <laughs> is awesome. Isn't it? That's a lot of days. <laughs> That's it's longer gonna... than the NASCAR offseason. Thanks, Larry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to fly by. At the end, and Larry's like, we got 90 days till the Daytona 500 on Fox. <laughs> right. But, yeah, I noticed that. And I was like, oh, my God. 116. That is awesome. That That's cool? really good. I thought That's that was fun. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. Nice. Um. So, are you ready to make your race pick? I am. Are you? I've been trying to decide between two drivers. Um, I think I think I'm gonna go with my gut, the one I thought of first. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm feeling pretty good after picking Chastain, getting that win. That was fun. That was a, such a good pick. Yeah. All right. So, are you ready, Alex? I am ready. All right. Three. Two, one, Tyler Radana. Oh, okay. that was my other driver. I almost picked Joey. <laughs> yo, no, I don't like how you picked him because I, yo, so okay. Joey Logano is fire at Richmond. He's yeah. fire. Like, if you're not, so Gibbs has dominated Richmond lately. Toyota and is not looking good right now. Period. That's why I, I'm not I picking picked Truex. I picked Truex at Phoenix and they were bad so i'm i would normally pick truex but because of recent how the season's gone i'm 
not picking a Toyota. Yeah. So Logano's a great pick. Tyler Reddick's mm-hmm. questionable. From this season, he's performing really good. And I know he's got the vibe that he's going to get a win soon. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have a top 10 at Richmond in his three starts. But I think that doesn't mean anything. You, this is a right. new car. It's a new Tyler Reddick, really. Um, he's just been running good this year. I think the, the first-time winners thing is going to continue right on to this week, I think. It's a mm. bit of a risky call, but he, honestly, he feels more safer than Joey because I feel like Penske's been a little off, a little bit. Um, it's hard to depend on them. I mean, they haven't really, oh. besides Daytona, they haven't won yet. Right. I. So I would not pick Blaney because this is Blaney's worst track. Right. Yeah, period. Austin Cendrick's kind of been hit or miss. Yeah, he's not reliable. And like, I honestly, think... I realize I need someone consistent. Logano has outside of Coda, Logano has been really good this year consistently. Yep. He is my championship pick, if you recall. Logano is. Period. And this is a track similar to Phoenix. He ran fairly decent at Phoenix, if I remember right. Yeah, that's why I, I wanted to pick him. Yep. He's good. I think Logano is going to get it done. I did not pick Kyle Larson. Y'all can stop giving me shit about picking Kyle Larson. <laughs> I didn't pick him this week. Yeah. And he's like kind of mad at Richmond. And so, and I know Joey Logano is good at Richmond just because I've been there in person like the last few years and he's always like running second. He's, he's right. finished second there a lot. Um, I've never actually seen him win though. Sun, Sunday might be the day. I think, mm-hmm. I, I, I think we have, I really like your pick. Um, makes me nervous. You. Um, You're but, going but, for back-to-back first time winners. I mean, it, this might be the season to do that. That'd be bold. But. And if it, it, honestly, I mean, there's no reason why not. I think Tyler Reddick too. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't have a top 10 at Richmond, but I just, Richmond, I mean, he was really good at Phoenix. He battled for the win at Phoenix. I think this is a track he can be successful at. Um, right. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And we'll see. Zach, you're going to be at Richmond. This I weekend. am. And I am going to Richmond this weekend. I'm not, um, I'm not exactly going as just a spectator. I, uh, you are really... replacing. You are replacing a driver. Congratulations! Right? Yeah. Um. For <laughs> real, I have a cool opportunity this weekend, and I'm very excited when I get the chance to share details with you guys. Um, I am. I'm very excited about it. Um. I hope I get. Oh, I, I might never get this chance again. So. You know. I'm really excited for you to tell that story next week. On yeah, the that's gonna yeah. be so fun. It's I'm gonna really be. It's gonna be really cool. Um. Maybe you'll see me somewhere. Um. If you're going this weekend, so. Um. If you do say hi, um, I might have new glasses. I'm going to get clear frames because I got to pick them up. But anyways, um, that was not related. I was just, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to wear. I got to figure out what I'm going to wear. Mm-hmm. Huh. Decisions. Like, I might wear like cute jeans and then like my Kyle Larson shirt. Hell yeah. Which is what I wore last time. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a cute outfit. So yeah, I love my Kyle Larson shirt Um, that you got me um <laughs> i did get you that one i think it was for my birthday too last year i think it was <laughs> yeah yeah you get good you get good gifts i do period um period. all right i'm excited for fantasy this week it's gonna be fun um yep we'll see this week um, we only have richmond that's all we're gonna have to talk about next week good because so. i need a break um my spring break is next week so girl i'll be hit i'll be Hopefully, I'm in my backyard at some point on a lawn chair or something. I, I need it. Um, you need it. It's what you yeah. deserve. 
All right. So thank you guys so much for listening. Again, follow us on Twitter at Gay Racing Pod to follow the podcast. I'm at Dreamy Zach GP. Alex is at New Gay Den. So yeah, um, you guys take care. Be safe. Enjoy Richmond this weekend. I know I will. Um, we'll see y'all next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.